twowayradios.com, check, check. Bytwowayradios.com. Recorded almost live from Rock Hill, South Carolina. It's the Two Way Radio Show. Welcome to the Two-Way Radio Show. I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feimster. And I'm Anthony Roque. And this is the podcast about two-way radios for business and consumer communications. Today we'll discuss whether or not digital radio technology will completely replace analog communications. We'll compare the advantages and disadvantages of digital and analog radios, talk about the increased use of digital radios in the field, and speculate on the possible future obsolescence of analog communications. We'll also take some of your comments and questions from our blog and our forum at twowayradioforum.com. Our show is sponsored by buytwowayradios.com, the source of two-way radios and radio accessories for businesses and consumers since 2002. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. BuyTwoWayRadios.com, your radio specialist. Digital radio is not new. It's been around for quite a while, but was limited to specific industries and applications or companies that could afford to migrate from analog radios to a digital fleet. During the last few years, the digital landscape has changed, and digital two-way radios have become mainstream. Is this the beginning of the end for the analog two-way radio? Well, I think this is a good topic because it is something that we talk about repeatedly in in our day-to-day business here, where we're talking to customers that are asking, should we go to digital? Should we go with an analog radio? And uh, we, we just see the topic a lot. And like you said, we have seen a lot more movement to digital. So that... Uh, does bring up will we ever see the analog radio as we know it today disappear well let's talk about uh, the differences between digital and analog radios sort of a recap yeah uh, well with uh, anal- with standard analog radios um, the the signal is sort of uh, encoded in the in a carrier wave and um, what happens is the, the signal quality sort of degrades the further uh, you get away from the transmitter. Um, with digital radios, it's um, a digital signal. So you're, you're transmitting ones and zeros. There's, um, I guess, maybe error correction is sort of a, the, the word we want to use. So if you've got a signal at all with a digital radio, then you're going to have a perfect crystal clear signal. Um, so that is the biggest difference that you see going from analog to digital is, is, is tremendous quality improvement, especially over larger distances. And if you want a full explanation uh, of digital and analog and a full comparison, uh, you can go back and listen to episode 88, uh, our episode digital versus analog radios and we went into too great detail about that yeah probably best to just go listen to that one instead of us rehashing all that this mm-hmm. is going to be more of a speculation episode right yeah yeah well let's let's talk about some of the advantages and the disadvantages of each first of all what are some of the advantages of digital 
going digital? Well, the the biggest advantage is that I see is sound quality. I remember the first time I heard a, a digital radio, and I went. It was kind of um, I use this all the time with customers. It was kind of like going from a tube TV, mm-hmm. old technology tube TV, to a plasma or LED screen TV. The clarity wise, you know, it was just instead of with your eyes, this is with your ears, um, and it's it's crystal clear. It's clear. It's it's clear as I'm speaking now, or clearer than a cell phone conversation. Um, you don't have that static like you used to have on on analog. It's either all or nothing on 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 digital. You you know where you had that, mm-hmm. it would fade out. Like Danny said, it would fade out over the the, the further you got away or the obstructions that got in between. With digital, you just don't have it. I think TV is a really good analogy to this too because a few years ago, well, probably a, a decade or so ago now, we we moved from over the air TV mm-hmm. uh, that was analog to digital mm-hmm. HD. So now you look at uh, uh, TV over the air, and it's it's exactly the same sort of thing where. If you have a signal, if uh, if you're getting digital over the air, then it's a perfect crystal clear signal. Right. And um, used to be you'd have static, you'd have to get the, the rabbit ears out, and you'd have maybe half a picture or, or, yep. or terrible picture. Um, moving to digital TV, it's all or nothing, and that's the same sort of thing with radio. Right. And it's the sound clarity that you really notice right away as soon as you turn on the uh, a digital radio, and especially if you have it side by side with the analog radio. It's it's pretty obvious. I mean, it's the difference is stark. Right. It really right. is. It's it's a, it's a big difference um, you know, across the board. You know, it's it's uh, again, I was blown away the first time I heard a digital radio. Um, it was it was just night and day. Um I mean, some other advantages that is um, the usability of it. So mm-hmm. you can, with digital, um, you can have uh, you have more efficient use of your of your bandwidth. Mm-hmm. So on like the Moto Turbo side, uh, DMR side of it, you can have um, you can have time slots and talk groups and, and things like that to where you can use you know use your same frequency. But you can have multiple channels to where you can you're not going to have that interference or tying up um, that frequency on another channel. Yeah, that's an interesting point with the the DMR technology that right. the turbos use. It's the same exact bandwidth that you see on an, a narrow band analog radio. Right. Mm-hmm. But you you can squeeze two channels, two distinct channels into that, and each channel can have all these advanced features like the the one to one communication, the talk groups. And I'll tell you where that's really huge is if you have a repeater. That is yeah, a yeah, huge yeah. advantage because it used to be that if you wanted two channels, you know, you needed two. You know, you had to have two repeaters. Mm-hmm. Now, sort you of could, a two for one. Now it's two yeah. for one. You can throw in um, the way these radios are set up. You can have one repeater with two different time slots, and you can have. Group A talking on time slot one and group B talking on at the exact same time. You're not tying up that repeater. You're not having to buy an extra repeater and extra antennas and extra cable to, you know, a whole new infrastructure basically to, mm-hmm. to run that second channel. And they're both using the same frequency. 
Yeah, it's yeah. both using the same frequency bandwidth. So you're saving money on your license there as well. Uh, you know, as that's far true. as what you're, what you're doing there. So that's true. Um, you know, and, and little things for the user would be more like st- stuff like text messaging is available, mm-hmm. canned messages, things like that. Um, Which is not really such a little thing anymore because a lot of people are utilizing yeah, it more. It's well, it's I don't see it so much on the 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 two way radio side. I mean, there's there's some people that do use it, but it's. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I think where you're seeing more people with the digital side using stuff like one-to-one calling, group calling. Yeah, that's um, true. Texting that's is true. still a little clunky. I haven't right. seen it really implemented well right. on a radio. Because it's, it's basically, it's like either A, you've got a canned message. So mm-hmm. you've got a generic message that you scroll through and find. Right. Or B, you've got, if you do have a full keypad, you've gone back to 1998 now. <laughs> and you have to hit the eight key three times to get the letter T to come up and, you know, and, and it takes a while to, to, uh, to write that text. Yeah. Like and, the early uh, days of cell phone text messaging. Right. It's not like our iPhones where a keyboard pops up and boom, you're, you're good to go. No emojis or anything. Right. Yet. Right. Yet. Um, and, and privacy is another thing you get you know, mm-hmm. some better encryption with the, uh, with the digital side of it. So there, there's definitely a lot of advantages to, um, Either integrating your your analog to you know if you if if you've got analog now because they're, they're not making any new analog radios they're right, not going right, to come yeah. out with any new models on on analog for the commercial side for the commercial side and that's a good that's a good point what you see out there is what you so if you're um if you're new to two way radios and business use and you need digital is probably the way to look into um, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, one of the another great thing that I think they've done is is they've made these radios dual mode, so you can do an analog. It makes integration easier. Well, you know what? Yeah. I don't. I've got a bunch of um, analog radios now, and they still work. But I need more radios. Well, go digital. Buy a digital compatible radio. We can program them to analog, and then as your older analog start. Well, we, it's just, just a move, matter of reprogramming to switch to over digital. to digital right. at that point. Yeah. So that's a that's that makes um, the migration over to it pretty pretty painless or less painless if if you ask me. It makes good economic sense, right. really, in, in right. the long run. You know, another thing that um, and, and you touched on it a little bit earlier, as far as the the repeaters are concerned, a lot of the the digital repeaters with the digital repeaters, um, particularly with the hams, uh, they're able to network these things. And make them almost a worldwide type of network, and then they're able to go through, um, you know, on, on one end they're able to to go through and use the the internet somewhat to connect some of these things. So you can speak to somebody technically, you could speak to somebody worldwide on the other side of the uh, of the planet. Right. So that's yeah. the, that's definitely some advantages from the amateur side of of it. Yeah, those, those amateur networks are, are worldwide, and uh, they are built out pretty well now. And you can, with a DMR radio, uh, talking to a local repeater, which exists all over the country, you can talk worldwide, much like you would um, be talking on some of the uh, lower frequency uh, mm-hmm. ham. Like, um, you know, people w- will do the 30, 40-meter HF radios to get worldwide communications. And, and, uh, you know, that's not consistent. You'll find days when you're doing that that you're able to talk to a certain place that you're not able to talk to 
other times. With with DMR, it's it's consistent, and you can talk worldwide. So there there are some advantages to it for sure. It's not as much fun from the technical side. <laughs> well, you know, it sounds like there are a lot of advantages to going digital. And from the outset, you would think, well, why not? Why shouldn't we just all just go digital right now? There are a few disadvantages to digital. Uh, I mean, nothing that's really a deal breaker but uh, in, in most cases. But there are some, say, old school analog people that might find some disadvantages that they might need to at least uh, get used to. Yeah, there, there are some disadvantages. I'd say price is um, number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, price is still not what analog radios are, although it has come down quite a bit. If you're talking uh, radios from major manufacturers, you're now seeing digital product in the um, high 100s. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe even less. Uh, Kenwood has the NXP 500, which is a, a two watt, I believe, um, small digital radio. Uh, the NXP 500 was on special for a while at, at 179, but now it's back to uh, the low twos. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's indicative of what we've seen over the past few years. I believe there are some ICOM models in the the low to mid twos. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're willing to, to deal with an import model, um, you can get uh, like a TYT MD380 at $89.99. Bucks. So the prices are low, but not quite what you could get with analog. Um, Yet they've come down considerably um, in the last few years since uh, digital radios were first introduced to the like market. like TVs. Yeah, Again, just like, like TVs. TVs. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, one of the other disadvantages – uh, it's it's all or nothing audio. You know, if you're on the fringes of the connection of the transmission or reception area um, in that range, you're you're either going to get it all or you're not going to get anything. And it's just like the the digital TVs when you're you're sort of not getting a, a complete signal. You'll see it cutting out. It'll cut in and cut out and cut in and right. cut out. You're never going to get half a picture, or you're never right. going to get. The half an audio transmission, it, it's going to be, you're going to hear nothing yeah. if you're slightly out of range. Yeah, yeah it's just like the TVs. You know, it's it used to be snowy on the analog. It's snow, to, but. When I was watching The Walking Dead, there are Walking Dead fans out there. I always, when they would have their two way radios, you know, anytime I see radios on TV, I always got to pay extra attention, but they would get the static in there and, you know, they'd. Every other word, every third word. But I was like, man, if that was digital, they wouldn't have had any of that. <laughs> they, would have, they wouldn't have got out any any of that reception at all. It would have been nothing. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't see the all or nothing being a, a major problem. It's it's definitely it, it makes the list though. I mean, it's uh, mm-hmm. especially if you're out and about. If you're a business and you um, you know you, you know when you're setting up and buying radios, you know you're going to get the product that that has the coverage that you need. But maybe if you're a ham and you're out traveling, maybe you wouldn't be within range of the repeater at certain points. But a lot of times the radio will let you know if you're not um, able to hit the repeater. Yeah, some of them will do a a, a basically like a pinging um, where if you set up the radio into that mode, not all of them do it, but some of them where – if you're without, you're not within range of that repeater picking up some sort of ping, your radio is going to beep. It's going to beep. You know that let you know that you're out of range. Out of range of that repeater. 
A lot of repeaters will also let you do an echo test, which will let you, you know, make like a test transmission, right. and then you'll hear yourself uh, come back to the radio if you're uh, within range. Uh, yeah, I've used that quite a bit on mine. There is one other disadvantage that uh, I guess some would consider kind of a, a big one uh, and something to get used to, and that would be competing standards. Uh, with, with digital, you don't have that sort of thing really with analog, but with digital radios, you have to deal with the competing standards and say, okay, which type of digital radio am I going to go with? And then when you go with it, you're, that's pretty much what you have to stay with. Yeah, that, I think that's definitely a disadvantage. People would be more comfortable choosing digital if there was a clear DMR versus NXDN um, winner, <laughs> yeah, if for yeah. lack of a better term. Now, I don't think that with radio it's um, quite the problem that VHS versus beta or HD DVD versus Blu-ray was where you know – I mean, you just know in that HD DVD Blu-ray battle, once you have a winner, the other one's going to go away entirely. Like, right. You can't find HD DVDs anymore. Right. But that, and that hasn't happened here. I mean, there's several different competing standards. I think right now DMR has been pretty much dominating a lot of the market, but um, the others are there also. They haven't gone away. And I don't expect them to go away either. I don't. I don't see... Uh, a time where Kenwood or ICOM say, yeah, we're going to stop making NXDN products. I just don't mm -hmm. see it happening. I think it's got its advantages and disadvantages for everybody. I mean, mm -hmm. I know I've got my my likes and dislikes about both, um, you know, as far as choosing what I mean, it all comes down to application, I think. What, what your, you know, I have my likes and dislikes, but I think on the, for the end user, um, it just depends on how they're using it and what what they need ultimately need in the in, you know in the long run. Yeah, there's a lot of truth to that. Uh, well, let's take a look at some of the advantages and disadvantages of analog. I mean, um, obviously, you know, analog's been around, has been with us for for so much longer, so it, it's very firmly entrenched in the marketplace, and you know, most everyone that uses an, uh, radios has an analog radio somewhere. Um, and, and let's go over some of these. First of all, we have the low cost. I mean, there's there's a very, very low barrier to entry to getting into analog radios. Right. I think the cost is, is certainly the biggest factor because most people are probably going to agree that if, every, if the price is the same, you're going to choose digital. Mm -hmm. There's maybe some applications where analog is better. Like maybe if you're, you're talking about... Um, a, a prepper type situation where you you know you want to have a product that you know is going to be most likely to be compatible with other devices you might encounter maybe an analog is is a better choice for that but overwhelmingly if price is the same digital is the better option well also with the analog uh, there are no competing standards really it's basically analog radio it's just pretty much that's the standard. <laughs> it's, pre it's pretty much it, which exactly. means it's, it's, it's also be... compatible with other analog radios for the most part. I mean, you have your, I mean, you'll you'll have uh, certain features that are uh, proprietary to certain um, to some makes and models, but for the most part, if you're on that same frequency and using that same uh, privacy code. Uh, that sort of thing, you're, you're going to be able to talk to any other radio that's on that same frequency and privacy code, no matter the make and model. Yeah, I think the, the competing standards on analog are going to be between 
FM, AM, or sideband. And mm-hmm. a lot of times that's frequency, sort of it's standardized for certain frequencies. Like if you're in the, the VHF or UHF part of the spectrum, which is mostly what we're dealing with, that's going to be FM. Mm-hmm. Analog on UHF or VHF is going to be using FM, and all radios are going to support that. CB radios, that's really more AM. AM or sideband. That, yeah. that you kind of have to um, – you have an option of either or. Mm-hmm. Also, it's – as opposed to digital – it's simpler technology. Analog is, is somewhat simpler technology. Uh, it's easier to program and configure than, than uh, digital radios. Uh, you know, we were talking about that in the last episode of the two-way radio show. We were discussing um, the support issues that we faced. And, uh, Anthony, you brought up, well, a lot of the support issues with the hams had to do with, with DMR radios and, and that learning curve of having to learn how to program those radios because right. the digital radios were, were a lot different, uh, a lot more complicated. But with analog, it's a lot simpler for the most part. Absolutely. it's it, Analog is, I mean, especially on the amateur side, I think most amateurs can program a an analog radio no problem. They know that you've got a receive frequency mm-hmm. and a transmit frequency, and you've got some sort of tone. Mm-hmm. And that's really all you need. Um, you might want to have it be scannable, but with DMR, it's just it's there's so many things you have to receive frequency, transmit frequency. If you're on a repeater, um, color codes, which are kind of like your your PL tones on analog, and talk groups, and contact list, and it's it's a whole different radio ids yeah radio yeah. ids yeah. i mean i've had people call me and go hey can you give me a a, a, a 10 minute lesson on how to program a dmr no <laughs> not because i don't want to but i can't there's there's you can't learn dmr in 10 can't minutes. do it in 10 minutes um, um i'm going through that right now trying to to program a new digital radio and it's uh it's been a challenge for me it's it's, it, it's it tough really it, it really i mean there's still things i struggle with and but it's all comes down to you know, learn it, you know, you've mm-hmm. got to get in there. We live in a society now where it's so much easier just to ask somebody else to do it for you, mm-hmm. you know, where, you know, ultimately you should just get in there and learn to, to do it on your own. But at least, at least in the ham world, different, different podcasts. Yeah, that's true. At least in the ham world, at least in the ham world, that's, that's part of the, the hobby there. Well, the um, other thing with the, the hams, if you have uh, more technical hams that like to build radios, you know, that's possible with analog. You can get a book, and, I mean, this isn't for everyone for sure, but you can you can get a book and a kit or something and, and build an analog radio and see how every part works. Good luck that's with, a good with DMR. You're not, right. you're not doing that. I mean, it, it's a fun electronics project, beginner's electronics project even, mm-hmm. to, to build an analog radio. DMR radio, That's <laughs> you're talking uh, – Pretty advanced stuff there. Well, for the most part, analog, um, you know, they're non, they're non-proprietary communications. This is a simple open, uh, simple open reception. It's it's much easier to to put something together. Yeah, digital uh, radio, with an analog is, radio, yeah. Digital is going to be a computer. You know, you're dealing with a, yeah. a microprocessor there, right? Right, and you don't have that synchronization that you need between digital radios. 
you know that it, uh, digital requires some some syncing there and as far as the digital signal is concerned we don't really have that uh, in analog uh, radios per se and you have the advantage of what I like to call fringe communications where what we were talking about earlier is the you know digital has the all or nothing uh, reception in some cases uh, it can be advantageous to be able to say, you know, I'm getting a really, very faint signal over here. Can I hear it? Can I just make it out? Maybe I can boost this a little bit, make it stronger, and maybe, maybe catch it. Um, the fringe communications where, wait a minute, I think I heard something. Let me see if I can tweak this somehow. Or, yeah, or you, you can know, drop the squelch on the radio. Yeah, you can see if you can. open up your squelch and, and uh, see if you've got anything, even a very weak signal coming through. Words that might be completely missed, and you might not know that signal was ever there uh, in digital. That's right. Uh, let's take a look. Now, those are some of the advantages of analog. Let's take a look real quick at some of the disadvantages of analog. Um, obviously, Anthony, it's, it's, you mentioned at the very beginning, um, lower quality audio for analog. That's yeah, and when I say, well, you know, it, I don't want to say lower quality. It's just... Digital has superior, far more <laughs> superior, because we did okay with analog for yeah we you know, you know for hundreds of years. You're right, and if analog, analog, you know what I mean. If analog was so bad, then you would see a huge migration to digital. And right, the fact is, people are happy with the audio quality of their analog radios, and, and I think a lot know. of them, they're happy with it. But it's also kind of like a, I've had some people tell me, like, especially on the amateurs, I go, there's something about that that squelch that hits you you know that static that hits you on and it's kind of like a uh, just brings them back you know yeah. like, i don't like this with digital i don't have that you know that sporadic noise pop up on, right. it's like, like it's too, it's too the, clean too like clean with the record players right the, yeah, the, yeah yeah exactly vinyl. that's that's the exactly vinyl. right um yeah. you know so I, like i said digital is just far more superior i think mm -hmm. we've done okay with with analog for forever and I think a lot of it too is that people haven't experienced digital. Right. I think that um, like a lot of people were happy with their 480i TVs, and then you see your uh, your HD TV for the first time, and and now that old TV looks looks terrible. <laughs> right. Can't can't watch uh, can't watch that old uh, TV anymore. Well, I get that way. I got a 4K, and and it's like I was happy with my regular 1080, and then I get that 4K, and it's like. <laughs> it's a big difference. I mean, I, Never going back. I can. It's, it's it's a huge difference. Or the way I felt when I got a Blu-ray player. You know, it was the same thing. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I hear that. Um, so uh, one of the other disadvantages, of course, uh, higher power consumption on the batteries. Because the, one of the the things that a lot of the digital uh, radio manufacturers are always touting that that. Uh, there's lower power consumption. You're going to get more life out of your battery yes. on digital than on analog. And the especially if you're having to boost the you know the uh, boost the radio somewhat to maybe catch communications on the fringe. You're going to be or having to boost a signal to get out a little bit farther. Um, See, I don't understand that one so much. I, I have heard manufacturers talk about that, but I don't really understand why. Is it? I mean, you're still transmitting with the same power, aren't you? Or, you? or you should be. Yeah, I don't know what it is about the. I think because it's sent in maybe smaller packets. Yeah, like if you look it up to a watt meter, you'll see 
and I, I mean, I could be wrong, but I think when you when you hook up to a watt meter, it, it pulses. So mm-hmm. I think maybe it uses because but everybody's all Motorola, Kenwood, Icon. They always said, yeah, digital uses less uh, less battery power. On I think a lot of it's probably power management. But if it's in the radio, it's probably doing some. Well, if I'm not sending and receiving ones and zeros, I can I can shut down a little bit. Yeah, I don't I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm not really sure myself, to be honest. We're speculating to the next here. next episode, when we dig into why <laughs> batteries. <laughs> um, but, you know, with the disadvantages of analog, you've got, you know, there are no digital or advanced features uh, such as text messages or selected calling, things like that. You're not going to have those in, in, in an analog format uh, or in an analog mode, I should say. And the communications are not as private or secure as not to say they can't be, but they generally aren't. There are other means of making them private and secure in digital in a digital mode that that you can't really that are not really feasible. And in analog. on analog, if you wanted encryption, you had to add a whole different board to, right, the, to right. the radio. Yeah, it's a, and a it was hardware a, change. It was a hardware change, and it was a lot more expensive. Where would like, Moto Turbo? It's just a drop down box to put in. Um, encryption and yeah. basic encryption and, and some of the other encryption methods that are on there. So it's it's, it's pretty simple. It's, it's all in that radio, all in that chipset. Scanners are readily available as well that, that work um, True. with only analog. Mm-hmm. I know they've come out with some DMR scanners recently. Digital scanners, yeah. For the most part, if you buy a scanner, you know, you're just listening for any analog transmission. Right. It can't pick up a digital signal. You've got to have a, a, a expensive scanner that's specifically set up for DMR mm-hmm. um, if you want to be able to easily overhear digital communications. And right. even with that, yeah. like Anthony was saying, there's, there's encryption built into the product generally. And some of those digital scanners are not cheap. No, they, they're, they're not. Be, be rather pricey. But uh, those are the advantages and the disadvantages of uh, of digital and analog radios, and the comparison, side by side comparison, uh, more or less. And they both have some of each. There are some reasons for going digital. There's some reasons for staying with analog for a while. And that brings us up to where we are now. Um, the rise of digital radios that uh, has has been. I think helped along with, as you mentioned before, the cost of going digital. It's come down significantly over the past few years. Um, and as you mentioned, uh, Anthony, the introduction of dual mode analog and digital radios has made it uh, easier to go digital. Has made it, you know, made it more practical right. for a lot of, of companies and a lot of uh, uh, applications. So you've had uh, more and more. Of these digital radios on the market and of course the a lot of the municipalities like the police fire emergency responders are all moving to digital systems uh, some of it's been mandated I guess uh, but they're all moving to to a digital uh, network uh, or digital system I guess that brings us to and the question of the hour yeah which is um, will analog radios ever go away yeah well, you know, more hams are experimenting with digital now, so they're moving to it. And, uh, you know, I think that that is that is the question of the day. Is it going to replace analog altogether? Are we are we at that 
plateau yet? Or are we I think, soon to reach it? Well, my so my thoughts on our, I think on the business side, yes, I think eventually, because I think something something probably better than digital is going to come out. You know, and that's something I don't know what digital. I don't know what, but who knows? I mean, <laughs> on the amateur side, no. Mm-hmm. A- Analog will stay king forever on on the amateur side, and the reason I say that is because I think the digital side on amateur is more of just like a more of a novelty type thing. And I say that because yes, it's great to have digital and be able to talk all over the world with your 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 um, your DMR radio, but every ham will tell you that if the crap hits the fan. Or we have a major t- hurricane, or then that system goes down. They're going back to their analog machines. Mm-hmm. They're not good because those those have because those are all linked by internet. And so if you don't have power and 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 you don't have um, internet coverage, you don't have communication. See, you you also have uh, hmm. with the ham community. I think that. What we're talking about mainly with these HTs, I think that's just more of a, a novelty. I think that they're into the HF radios, uh, right? Far by and large, anyway. And you don't really see the movement to digital on, you know, thirty meters. Right. <laughs> True. Or right. Twenty meters. So both of you are saying that it's really more of a niche. When you're saying novelty, it's really more kind of a niche. It's it's not going to. Um, not going to replace analog, but it's going to be in there. It's going to it's going to have its own subset it's there a, with. It's a tool analog. in the arsenal, and it's growing in popularity. But in the world of ham, I agree with Anthony. I don't think it's going to replace never analog. Now, what about the consumer market? Because there are a lot. I mean, I don't see CB going digital anytime soon. Uh, I don't see FRS, GMRS, MERS going digital anytime soon so i unless something changes tomorrow and the fcc says hey we're going to be cutting you know your bandwidth and everything for all this stuff so you're going to have to move everything to a digital format which which could happen you never know you never know what the fcc is going to do but you're the fcc expert is can i can i make a frs radio that uses dmr is that legal or is that prohibited at this point I don't think the FCC's ever addressed that. See, they had uh, as an encryption thing. They well, yeah, it is an encryption thing, which they don't you allow. Do That's you true. can't scramble. That's so you'd true. have to right. stick to the standards. But now they did hmm. change the rules a couple of years ago, where they're allowing some things like um, you know text messages yeah, and things you can like em- that. Embed data now. Yeah, you can embed data in it, but it, it's not really what I would call a true digital. Um, thing it's uh, you know I'm, i mean it's not something where they're saying well, we're going to move frs radios to to transmit and receive primarily in a digital um in a digital way so i i've, I've never heard of anyone doing I don't think it that's going to happen and i don't know if it's if they're not doing it because it's not allowed or if they're not doing it because nobody's ever asked for that people are happy mm-hmm. with their analog frs radios Plus, I don't know right now uh, that it's going to be economical for a lot of people because I think that digital is still – there's a lot of complicated circuitry that goes into making a digital radio. And 
that's going to raise the cost of a digital radio considerably for the FRS, GMRS radio user. I don't know that. How much more really... though? Because you got you got TYTs well, for eighty nine bucks right now for one radio. How much is it going to? True. How much is it going to raise true. a set of T four hundreds up? That's a good question. You know, I mean, that's... Uh, there are people who would probably, if it were legal, buy a. Uh, like a high quality GMRS radio that uses digital. Um, if it's, you know, I'm imagining that you push a button and flip between digital and analog. Or they'll but, uh, just keep programming their MD3 <laughs> GMRS. <laughs> right. It's probably already happening. I'm sure yeah. it is. I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure, sure, sure yeah. it is. Well, but on the business side, on the business side, they're not making any more uh, analog radios for business going forward uh, for the most part. Uh, the FCC's not uh, approving any. They're not type accepting anymore yeah. to certain. This is um, where, you know, on the business world, I'm, I'm in agreement with Anthony that you may see analog go away for businesses. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think it's going to go away on its own naturally. I think that when it goes away, it's going to be pushed out by the FCC. Um, Much the same way they did with uh, pushing out uh, digital, uh, you know, pushing out analog television sets for digital because they, there was a point where they said, okay, well, here's a hard deadline, and by this date, everyone has to switch over to digital television. I think they'll do like they did with the wide, narrow band thing where they'll just like, you know, you know what? Come July or January 1st, 2027, if you're caught with an analog radio in business <sighs> use, we're going to get you at ten grand a day. I think that's how they'll do it. And I think it'll be bandwidth-related. I, I yeah. think that eventually it's they're not going to say you have to go digital, but they'll probably say you have to be using a six-and-a-quarter bandwidth-compliant right. radio right. by a certain date. I mean, they've yeah. already laid the groundwork for that with businesses by saying that, in, in, what, 2013 or 2015, They I think 2015 yeah, – uh, they said we're not going to approve any more right. high power analog radios. Right. So it's been yeah. four years now since um, we've had an analog radio, a new analog radio approved by the FCC. But look at so, so many of these radios that are still around. These analog radios, uh, like the little Motorola's, the CLS fourteen tens, and and those types of radios that are that seem to be perennial, and they seem to be just. Uh, always there that uh I mean, there's so many of them are target and yeah there's so many of them in, in use that i think that's going to be next to impossible to phase those out in anytime soon or it's kenwood onto something and mm. making their nxp 500 that is a yeah. cls yeah. type radio that is it is um you know it's basically it's our TK32, we always bring in Motorola, but it's a TK3230DX, mm-hmm. compatible with that, but it's also a dual-mode radio. Are they onto something? We haven't seen that from anybody else where they're doing True. a... True. Um, I think Motorola's answer to it was DLR series. Yeah, and going all 900 megahertz. 900 megahertz, <laughs> you know, completely opposite, digital 900 megahertz. But I don't know. Mm. I mean, it's... It's, it'll be interesting to see uh, how it all pans out, I guess. I think it's going to be. We a, could all be wrong on all yeah, this. Yeah, we could, it be. could be. just, you know, you know, we got. Uh, it's all speculation right now. I mean, that's like what Star we do Trek. best, right? That's yeah. right. It may end up being like Star Trek where you got 
boom holograms there and you could just ask the person right there instead of having to key them up on a radio you never know now that would be interesting i think we should have radios implanted into our brains you can just isn't that something elon musk wanted to do uh i think he's doing something with that i don't think it's a radio implants (laughs) brain implants i know he's going down that road he's an alien (laughs) <laughs> he is from south africa call me call me elon we'll discuss it i'd <laughs> love to have you on the show yeah we'll we'll cover that in another topic another episode. <laughs> could uh could be a three-parter he's very intriguing though. I do he, is, like him. he is all right well we we went way off base there we didn't we um so bottom line is nobody here really thinks that um at least across the board that digital is going to replace analog anytime soon but in certain applications for certain applications of certain uh niches or markets that could happen yeah i don't see any move toward replacing analog anywhere other than the business world and uh it it wouldn't surprise me if it happens for business eventually so those of you who are diehard analog fans, uh, you can rest a little easier, sleep a little easier. And, of course, once again, we could all be wrong. And as soon as this, or this episode goes out, uh, <laughs> the FCC could come say, hey, you're all on digital uh, in, in the next 18 months. <laughs> that would shake things up. <laughs> yeah. You just never know what's going to happen. We were getting bored over here anyway. That's right. <laughs> but for now, I, I think you can, you can rest easy. Uh, there's one other thing too. I want to cover uh, before we get to the Q and A is the speaking of digital is that Motorola and Kenwood both currently have uh, some rebate deals going on. Uh, Motorola uh, they have theirs going on. It's called More with Digital. <laughs> Uh, that's a rebate where you buy six. If if it's an analog radio, you buy six radios and you get one free, uh, which is a pretty good deal. They've offered that sort of thing many times before in the past. But on their digital side, with their digital radios, uh, the digital radios would be, as we mentioned earlier, the DLR series and, of course, the DTR radio. Uh, actually, just the DTR 600. You buy six and you, uh, you get a free radio plus a free earpiece. Yeah, and that, I think that's, that's a really a, good promo from Motorola with the, the buy six, get one free on any of the radios and the extra earpiece with the, the the digital, I think that's the best deal they've had in a while. Yeah, yeah, uh, and once again, they've offered the free radios before on some of these, but uh, the I I think the the twist here with the free earpiece on the digital side is kind of new. It looks like they're really trying to 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 say, hey, get the dig- digital radios. You'll get more with digital. And same thing from Kenwood. Kenwood yeah. uh, has their rebate running from September 1st through the end of the year. And it's only on, uh, no, 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 not only on digital. They also have the PKT-23, yeah. but also their digital radios. You get a gift card when you buy six. Yeah, $100 gift card on the PKT-23 if you buy six of those. $150 uh, gift card if you buy six uh, NXP-500s and uh, another and let's see, $200 uh, on a gift card if you get an NX240 um, V16P or NX340U16P uh, digital radio. And both of these uh, promos go until December 31st, 
2019. So you got a little time to take advantage of these, but I would, uh, if, if you're looking for some, some new radios from either Kenwood or Motorola, I think both of these would be, these, these are definitely good to, to check into or to check out. All right. Well, we have some comments and questions from our blog and forum at twowayradioforum.com. Uh, first one uh, comes from uh, Mohi, and he wants to know how to set up a CB radio frequency on a Baofeng. And that's from Mohi. That's an easy one to answer. Yeah, yeah. easy in that he can't do it. Can't happen. Nope, not going to happen because CB radios operate on a completely different uh, band a set of frequencies than the uh, the Baofeng does. Baofeng uh, does not operate on frequencies and uh, that that low. Uh, that I think on the um, one thirty six is the cutoff. One thirty six is the cutoff. I yeah. do have some news, however. We have a new radio from Ocean that's uh, probably going to be available by the time this gets published. The KGUV seven D. There's a version of that handheld radio that supports 6 meter. So that's hmm. 50 to 54 megahertz on FM. If uh, you, you never knew you needed an, a handheld 6 meter radio, but now you, you've got to have one, right? Yeah. Now now we all need one. <laughs> now we all want one. Unfortunately, unfortunately they're here. I'll, I'll wait we for them to come them. out with a digital one, though. <laughs> the HT you, you didn't know you wanted. Let's see. Uh, our another one comes from uh, MT View, and um, he says, uh, "I was thinking of getting some MERS handsets to use while camping when cell service is unavailable, backing up a travel trailer and family comms." My understanding is that grandfathered businesses have uh, MERS channel priorities, and even if I use PL codes, I'll still interfere with their transmissions if they're around me. Is MERS too much of a hassle to find a usable channel for family and campground use that isn't going to step on someone else's signals and toes? The other thing is I understand GMRS has less range in the great outdoors, but would probably penetrate a stick and 10 travel trailer better than the MERS frequencies. I would also have more channels to choose from with GMRS. Any perspective and or advice appreciated. And that's from MT View. Well, I don't really hear a, a big problem of um, interference on um, MERS. I mean, unless you're camping out mm. behind a Walmart, right? I mean, that's <laughs> that's true. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't be overly concerned with that. Um, I mean, I guess it would depend on the, the area that you're you're going to be in, and you do only have five frequencies to choose from with MERS, whereas uh, GMRS. You have uh, GMRS. I, I like for his situation anyway mm -hmm. because he's you've yeah. got um, really 15 high-powered channels. You can use uh, you know up to 50 watts on some of those channels. Um, but the thing is about MERS is that it's not that widely used, except unless you are in a Walmart <laughs> somewhere. But uh, it's not that widely used that, that the chances of really interfering, especially if you're out in the great outdoors. Are probably rather, I would say, yeah. somewhat remote. And what he's talking about is that before the MERS service came into existence, several of those MERS frequencies were allocated as low power business frequencies. Yeah. And uh, Walmart, in particular, uses MERS frequencies. Um, so, and businesses are can legally use MERS as well. Mm -hmm. um, 
if a business buys a MERS radio, that, that's completely legal. You do, it doesn't have to be for consumer use. Well, just and, stay away from the Walmarts out in, in, in the mountains and, you know, and, yeah. and you're probably okay. But you're also, <laughs> at, two, you're also at, at two watts or less. So Yeah, yeah. So If you haven't bought a radio yet, I, I would certainly consider GMRS mm-hmm. because you get, you get more power. You get more channels to choose from. A four-watt GMRS is probably going to be, even outdoors, uh, as good as a, a two-watt VHF. Right. And like you mentioned, you're going to get better penetration through things like steel and concrete structures. And in, in 10, uh, 10 uh, what was he in? A trailer? 10 travel, tra- trailer, travel trailers. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that does it for our... Uh, I guess that does it for our comments and questions this week. Send in your comments and questions for Danny, Anthony, or myself to show at buy2wayradios.com. If you want to know more about today's topic or about two-way radios in general, check out our forum discussions at twowayradioforum.com. You can subscribe to the Two-Way Radio Show directly from our website at twowayradioshow.com or hear it on uh, Apple Podcasts, blueberry.com, tune in at Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, or uh, Spotify, uh, your uh, Amazon Echo, uh, you know, we're, we're all over the place. Uh, well, I guess that does it for our show this uh, this time. Before we go, any other final comments? I think we got it. No? Oh, we're good. good. All right. Well, today's show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, BuyTwoWay Radios can help you find the best solution for your needs. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% on your order. Now, folks, this promo code is for our listeners, for you, listener of the Two-Way Radio Show. Use the promo code. It's actually good. It's not just good for the radio. It's good for pretty much anything on the site, any accessories. You need an antenna. You need a, a you know uh, something that uh, doesn't have to be a radio per se. If you go out and if you need an accessory for your radio, um, you know, use the promo code. Yeah, you know, I do see orders where people, you know, place comments and they're as they're placing the order saying, Great show, heard you on the, the two way radio show, you know. Yeah. Good compliments. And then they're not using the promo code. So. They're rich. That's why. <laughs> so, I mean, or they forget. You know, thank you. Rich. You're you're giving us extra money there, but you're you are leaving money on the table. Yeah, so so use the promo code. It's it's there for you. Uh, it's our gift to you. Um so enter the promo code and uh, save uh, additional five percent. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or in our live chat at buy2bayradios.com. Uh, if you want to talk to us here or uh, if you want to uh, to place your order, you can do that as well. Anyway, that's it for our show. Thanks for listening. And until next time, for the Two-Way Radio Show, I'm Rick Savoy. I'm Danny Feemster. And I'm Anthony Roquet. And we're out. We're out.